Luke chapter 5. Two years ago, I had the opportunity to sit in a meeting just like this, and I was listening to a preacher. And he sparked something in my mind that just hasn't died. The pastor wanted me to show you, um, to share with you what my vision was, um, the reason why in August of 2022, Lord willing, plan is for me to go. I'll be traveling to the United Kingdom to serve there for four months. This opportunity is one that I had to apply for and one that God had to help me get accepted. This opportunity is not something that I take lightly, but it's certainly something that I must do. One of the verses I put on this prayer letter that's available here for you says, And I thank Christ Jesus our Lord, who hath enabled me, for that He counted me faithful, putting me into the ministry. There are so many things at Bible college that I would say was worth it all. It was worth the money, it was worth the time, it was worth the effort. It was worth the sleepless nights, the early mornings, the late nights. You're up studying for exams and for different things. The relationships that I've made and that I've built. The bridges that have been, been worked out. And one of the most important things about my college experience that God has led me to, to find, has shown me and has led me to see is that internships are so important. They're so vital. A classroom will never take the place of a pastor leading you with his hand in yours, trying to show you lovingly come with being in the ministry. In the way that I'm looking at this opportunity in the United Kingdom in the fall semester of 2022, is that God has blessed me with an amazing internship. You see, we have classes on Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. And then on Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday is all ministry. So on Friday, uh, we will get there. It'll probably be sometime in the middle of the week. And our week will start on Tuesday. And we'll go to class. We'll go to class Wednesday. We'll go to class Thursday. And then we will get on a train. And we will go anywhere from one to five hours away to a church plant that's going on. And they will literally lead us just, just as people who are trying to learn as an internship, they will lead us. And I really believe that this is why God wants me to do this. is because God eventually wants me to be in the ministry somewhere. I know that God has called me. He called me in 2018 at a, um, at a friend of ours, Brother Rick Finley's church, Fellowship Baptist Church. The young people just went there a few months ago, I believe. And it was in that meeting that I knew that the Lord wanted to preach. I've been wrestling with it for years and for years. And finally, the Lord settled it in my heart. A call to preach is also a call to prepare. And this is just one more tool that I'm trying to surrender to God to do. That I'm trying to give in His hand to mold me into the person I need to be. If I was being honest with you, it's kind of terrifying. The world we live in today, going to a foreign country, I've never left the United States. I'll be 4,000 miles away from my home. And it's the most incredible thing that I have all the peace about going. I know that God wants me to be here. Elisha, this isn't a message, but Elisha in the Word of God, it talks about he went to this widow woman and there. And the widow woman is their path and it was there. And I believe that for this season of my life, in the summer of 2022, my there is here. But as soon as August hits, my heart is going to be in the United Kingdom. And so the only thing I ask you to do is please grab one of these if all you can do is pray. I want you to please grab one of these and pray for me. You've supported me my entire life. As far as I could tell, 
There's not a one enemy in here. Only friends and family. And I truly mean that. God has laid it on my heart to go here because people need the gospel. And He said unto them, Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. That's even people in the United Kingdom. That's even people in America right down the street. And by the way, I'm not just going overseas to do it. I'm trying to do it now at Saldrock Baptist Church. We've been launching out this year with some visitation and we've been getting back into the habit of it. And it's a hard thing, not easy. But we have to reach the people that are around us. And over there I'm going to be around different people, but our God is still the same. We still have the same command to go, to preach, and to teach, to baptize, to, to continue to bring people to Himself, to Jesus. And I, if I be lifted from the earth, will draw all men unto me. I really believe this is the next step in my Christian walk with God. And that's my vision for crowning the United Kingdom. So let's look at Luke chapter 5, if you will. I appreciate everyone's support and prayers down through the years. And it came to pass that as the people pressed upon him to hear the word of God, he stood by the lake of Gennesaret. I want you for just a moment to close your eyes. And I want you to take your mind's paintbrush and I want you to paint this picture that I'm going to tell you. There's a man and he's standing on the shore of a very, very vast sea. There's a throng multitude of people around him and they're pushing him towards the shore. He starts looking around just with a peaceful and a smile look and he sees two ships and he knows one of those is Simon Peter's ships. So what he decides to do is he jumps onto Simon Peter's ship and he says, Peter, I need you to thrust out a little on the water. Keep your, keep your eyes closed. Keep painting this picture in your mind. I want you to see the waves. I want you to see the boat. I want you to see this man standing with Peter. And I want you to see the multitude of people who have their ears open and they're longing to see him, to hear every word that he has to say. There's, there's hundreds, maybe even thousands of people here. And that man is Jesus. You see, Jesus was calling disciples. You can open up your eyes. And as we stand on that shore, and as maybe we get on that boat with Jesus and we feel the sea just rocking, just so ever so, the Sea of Galilee, He's there by the Lake of Gennesaret. That's another, that's another name for the Sea of Galilee. And He's sitting there, and the boat is rocking, and He's talking to Jesus. And Jesus, and, and He saw two ships standing by the lake, but the fishermen were going out of them and were washing their nets. And He entered into one of the ships, which was Simon's, and prayed Him that He would thrust out a little from the land. And he sat down and taught the people out of the ship. So we see Jesus here. We're getting on this boat with him and it's rocking. And he's teaching people that are on the shore. He's teaching the multitude about what he wants them to do. And he's teaching these people. He's trying to love them. He's trying to pour his own love on them. And that water acted as a sounding board. That still water that was just barely moving because the ship had moved. It worked as a sounding board and it reflected his voice. All he had to do was just speak and they could hear him. You see, this was all planned out. And my very first point today is things change whenever God gets on board. Whenever God gets on board, we start seeing some things happen. Do you remember a time in your life? I know we just went to Taylorsville Baptist. We heard about Pentecost and how at the day of Pentecost, what made that so important? My girlfriend actually mentioned to me, what's the importance of Pentecost? And I had to think of it. I'll go to Bible college and listen answers but I don't so I had to do some research and I found out that why it's so important is because that's the moment where every believer 
in the entire world. Every believer was indwelt with all of God. It was indwelt with the Holy Spirit. So now, we can be partakers of the divine nature that is God. Just like it says in 2 Peter. Up until that point, they had, they had sacrifice. They had to believe in some. They had to have a priest. They had to have things in the Old Testament. And then we come to the New Testament and we see... The Pentecost comes, and now Jesus Christ is not only under us, above us, beside of us, but He's in us. And I wonder today, is God on board your ship today? I wonder today, have you seen, have you seen a difference? Have you seen things start to change? Is God on board your ship? Because whenever He indwells the believer, it changes the fruit. Whenever you give water to a plant and that plant produces things, it's because of what's inside of it is alive. The Bible says that whenever He saves us, He quickens us. He makes us alive. From, we go from dead in our trespassing to sin to being quickened and we get to have eternal life because of that. My very first point is, and He entered. God got on board. Into one of the ships which was Simon's and prayed Him that He would thrust out a little from the land. Peter, I want you to thrust out a little bit, but don't worry. You don't have to do it alone. Hey, Peter, in, in, a, couple, in a couple verses, I'm going to ask you to, to, to launch out into the deep. But don't worry. You don't have to do it alone. God was on board. I believe Jesus entered Simon's ship on purpose. I believe today, friend, that Jesus entered the ship and everything began to work and move. He changed it from a public pulpit to the multitude to a private pulpit with just him and Peter. And the other three disciples that were there, we'll see in verse 11. Let's keep reading before I get ahead of myself. In verse 4, when he had left speaking, he said to Simon, launch out into the deep and let down your nets for a draught. You see, he gave him a command. Let me back up just for a minute. God is most certainly on board your ship if things are different. But maybe today, and I just felt like I needed to backtrack, and I normally wouldn't do this, but maybe you realize the Lord has never decided to disturb your ship. He's never paid a visit, and that's because He doesn't know you. Your father's the devil, it's not God. I'm so glad that one day I came to Jesus, He led me to His ship and His cause. He built a bridge with the nails and the wood that He hung on a cross and He died for me and He made a way. And God came into me. I'm so very thankful for that opportunity because I wouldn't even be standing before you today. If God's grace and His mercy would not have sat on me and I would not have realized that Jesus Christ was the propitiation for my sin, that He satisfied all the wrath of God for me, I wouldn't even be here in this very moment with you. If you never get on board the ship, God will never get on board your ship. And you certainly can't launch out. God is calling disciples in this passage. And God is calling disciples tonight. But He says you don't have to do it alone. He says He's going to, have, he's going to get on board with you. Will you get on board with God so He can get on board in your heart? Can He get on board your vessel? Can He get on board and use you in a way that you never seemed to, you could be... Now we'll continue reading. The second thing I saw was not only God was on board, but we have to get our ears open. Now when he had left speaking, he said unto Simon, launch out into the deep 
and let down your nets for a draught. He gave him a simple command halfway. He said, and Simon answering him said, Master, we have toiled all the night and have taken nothing. Nevertheless, at thy word, I will let down the net. Lord, do you not understand we've been out here all night long? We've not caught a thing. We've gotten the nets out. We've gotten the boat out. We went out early this morning and we went through all the night and we've not caught a thing, Lord. I don't understand why we need to go. But nevertheless, at thy word, I'll let down a net. Peter knew there was no fish in that corner of the lake. He had been fishing there all night. At least he thought he did. But isn't it amazing? Jesus Christ borrowed Peter's boat. Soon he would repay. I read a commentator said that, and I just I got really really excited. I about made the desk a trampoline. It was such a blessing to think that whenever God asks us for something, there's always something else in store that's much greater. It doesn't matter what we give up for God, because He's already given all, and He's already given us everything that we need. We've heard testified tonight that He is worthy. And can I just stand up here and say, He is worthy. Right now, it should be impossible. I should not be debt free and be a senior in college. About 80% of the people that go to college, about 40% of them quit. And about 20% of those is because of money. Statistically, I'm an anomaly. I shouldn't be that way. But because of God's grace, whenever we sacrifice... And I use that word so little and almost like it doesn't mean anything because nothing compares to Jesus Christ on the cross. Whenever He died. But if we would just get our ears open and realize that God knows best. You see, Peter's pride almost kept him from seeing what God could do. But he decided to let down one net. We see a partial disobedience. We see a partial obedience, which is disobedience. And today, I'm going to give one charge of the very last part of the message. I'm basically giving all this intro, and the very last part of the message is going to be everything. So I want you to try to stay tuned as much as possible and get through all the beginning parts so that way you can hear what God is trying to tell you to do. And that is become His disciple. But delay is disobedience as well. A lot of times God will tell us to do something. Had Peter waited until the next day, it would have never happened. Jesus would have passed on to the other country. He would have never become a disciple of the Lord Jesus. And by the way, there was people following Him. Look in verse 11, or verse 10. And so was also James and John, the sons of Zebedee, which were partners with Simon. And Jesus said unto Simon, Fear not, from henceforth thou shalt catch me. And when they had brought their ships to land, they forsook on and followed Him. Verse 11 would have never happened if Peter would not have said, Nevertheless, at thy word, and sometimes in our life, we don't understand what God's doing. We don't see truly what the end result is. Never, never do we see the end result. God doesn't give us the, the full picture. He only gives us enough light for us to walk in. And as we continue walking in that light, a lamp unto my feet, a light unto my path. Does that mean He's going to throw a gigantic 10,000 volt lumen flashlight on the thing? I seriously doubt it. He's going to want us to build our faith. He's trying to call disciples. He's wanting us to launch out with Him alone. And He's wanting us to walk in the light that He's given us. And as we walk in that light, because God is light, and He never leaves us, He never forsakes us, as we draw closer to Him, He draws closer to us, His light radiates and we see the next step. And the closer that we get to Jesus, the more light 
we have. And the more light we have, the further we can walk and the further we can launch out until we're in the deep with Jesus. And that's what God wants us to do today. It's so amazing to me to see that God cares so much about the individual. He's not just interested in the multitude. Oh, He was and He spoke to them. And He gave to them everything He could. But then He turned right around and He was just as personal with Peter. And He said, Peter, I want you to thrust out a little. And I want you to do again what you've done all night, except this time you're going to do it with me. And it might be just... Peter was full of himself and he thought, I can do it. By the way, it broke. And I don't believe God ever intended for the net to break. You see, Peter partially obeyed and that was a form of disobedience. Any partial obedience is disobedience. Don't... I don't want to burst somebody's bubble. But it's really hard to say that we're obedient and that we love God whenever we just do it halfway. I don't believe that that's what God wants us to do. God cannot bless this. He allowed the net to break and I'm persuaded because of this. Because Peter was still thinking he could do it. If you look down on the other passages, it says, and they beckoned unto their partners which were in the other ship that they should come and help them. Peter said, oh, I got it. The net broke. Okay, come here. We'll do that. Jesus Christ filled both of their ships and they began to sink. And then all of a sudden we see what Peter says. Depart from me. He, he, he bows before him and he says, Depart from me, O Lord. I am a sinful man. He finally saw himself. Tell you a quick story and then we'll move on to the next point. There was this little girl and she was working in a hotel. And this little girl was probably not even 16 and this preacher came into town and he was talking with this little girl. She was, she was working and he said, she, she came back and she said, What's the, what's the key to being a Christian? I, I don't know how to pray. I don't know where to even start. He told the little girl this. He said, Just pray that the Lord would show me myself. Please pray that the Lord would just show you yourself. Pray that the Lord would show me myself. Yes, ma'am. Eight or ten weeks went by and the traveling preacher came back into town at the exact same hotel. And he remembered that he talked to this little girl and he was trying to pursue, see where she was, if she was still working. And the manager stopped him at the door and she said, what did you say to this girl? For eight or ten weeks, she has been nothing but just crying and wailing and she can't hardly work she's just doubled over every time we come to her and we just don't understand she just says that she's so sinful and she's just so wrong and that she can't do anything right and she said will you please talk to her will you please fix what you've said he said please show me where the girl's at they led her back to a room where she was barely cleaning and she walked up to the preacher and said I did what you asked and I'm just so wicked and wrong. I just don't understand why anybody like me would be worthy to, to be a Christian at all. He said, okay. He said, I believe you've done exactly what I asked. He gave her the plan of salvation. And he said, the next thing I want you to do is pray, Lord, show me thyself. And that little girl began to pray that. She went on to to not only moving on from that job, but she left and became a missionary. She won thousands of people to Christ, all because she figured out, Lord, show me myself. She saw her state. She saw how wicked she was. She saw that God was on board her. She saw that she was not doing what she needed to do with her life. She wasn't leading people to Christ. She wasn't praying for people. She wasn't reading her Bible. She wasn't doing... 
any of the things that are that are absolutely essential to being a Christian until she started praying, Lord, show me thyself. And God began to show her how much He loved her and how much no matter what He would do, God is just so overwhelmingly loving. He saved that little girl. She became a wonderful missionary. You see, Peter had the exact same experience here on this ship. He was so full of himself, he thought he could do it. And he beckoned out of these other people that came, filled both the ships, so they began to sink. When Simon Peter saw it, he said, oh, I've made a mistake. I should have had my ears open to the holy God of glory. Oh, depart from me, for I'm a sinful man. Oh, for he was astonished in all that were with him. See, whenever God gets on board and we get our ears open, obedient ears, we start seeing God do some pretty astonishing things. And I believe here tonight, God is trying to call disciples out of His church. Not everybody can be a disciple. Only those who choose to be. Only those who allow God to, to choose them, no matter who they are. Half of these disciples were crooks, taxpayer, murderer. Look at the Apostle Paul, and it's amazing that God could ever use someone like that. And He can use you tonight. And that leads me to my last and final point. This is probably the most important point. But it says, Now when he had left speaking, he said unto Simon, this is verse 4 in chapter 5, Now when he had left speaking to the people, the multitude, Jesus was speaking on the ship, he said unto Simon, Launch out into the deep and let down your nets for a draw. I believe God wants us to launch that word launch doesn't mean to just a little bit. It doesn't mean just, just a little, okay, I, I can do that, okay. Now we're talking about He is going to go on a maiden voyage with God. The very first time, He's not a disciple yet. Peter's not a disciple. But I believe He has the heart and I believe He wants to be. This is the same Peter that would later deny Him. This same Peter that was a sinful man. But God still used him and still wanted him and still chose him. He chose to get on Simon Peter's ship. And He's chosen to get on your ship if you're a Christian. I wonder tonight, what could God do with your life if we just gave it to Him? preacher has a, um, a sign in his office and it says, God is willing to take full responsibility for the life that's wholly given to Him. Whether you sink or you swim, you prosper or you fail. You succeed or you blunder and you bomb out. God is willing to take full responsibility, good or bad, if you wholly yield it to Him. And I believe what Peter decided to do in this passage, whenever he said, well, okay, we'll let down the net and we'll do this. But it really wasn't until verse 11 that he launched out. And this is the reason that I believe I need to go to the United Kingdom. I said over two years ago, I got the privilege to sit underneath a preacher. And he said these words, you need to launch out into the deep for Christ. God is constantly working on me as He is all of us. And I believe this will be one more tool that God will use to help me launch out and to reach people. But one of the most important things in this passage is whenever He finally succeeds, Jesus Christ finally succeeds taking sinful human and making them his followers, his disciples. That's what the word disciple means is a follower. Look at verse 10 with me. 
And so was also James and John, the sons of Zebedee, which were partners with Simon. And Jesus said unto Simon, Fear not, from henceforth thou shalt catch men. And when they had brought their ships to land, this is James, John, and Simon Peter, they forsook all. The United Kingdom is not where I want to be in August. It's not comfortable. It's scary. Can I say that? Am I allowed to say that? It's not something that's easy. It's going to cost a bit more money. It's not something that's easy. I'm going to be away from my entire family and everything I've ever owned. We're going to have to street preach. They're going to put pressure on us. It's going to be a lot of early mornings and late nights. But you see, if I want God to bless my entire life, I have to be willing to let that go in the launch out. I have to be willing to let everything whenever I know full well God is saying, be obedient. Whenever I know this is the next step in the Christian life, this is the next piece of light that I have to walk in, but it looks a little bit scary. It looks like I'm on the edge of it. looks like I'm going to fall off or I'm going to fail. People are going to laugh. People are going to joke. People are going to say, oh yeah, he said he was going to England. Look at where that went. I have to step out anyways. And Peter here, James and John, they had to step out and they had to forsake all. I believe that it's so important that we realize that God is on board. Philippians 4.13 I can do all things through Christ. If God's not on board, Elijah Lane can't go to the United Kingdom. If God's not on board, Solid Rock Baptist Church can't keep moving forward. If God's not on board, Thing will change. John chapter 15, verse 5, For without me you can do nothing. God was saying in that passage, I am the true vine, ye are the branches. You see, without that vine connecting those branches and making them alive, they're nothing but dead. They're nothing but useless. They're nothing but unbearing. And I believe that you're the kind of Christian tonight that wants to please the Lord. If I raised, if I said, everybody raise your hand who wants to please Jesus. We'd all raise our hands and we would mean it from our heart. But I wonder if we would take and we would put legs on that action. I wonder if we would take and we would move forward with Christ knowing that He's on board. He's not going to let us sink. Knowing that He's, that He's with us and he, he promised He would be with us, that He would go before us, that He was in our yesterdays, in our todays, in our tomorrows. He knows where He wants Solid Rock Baptist Church. He knows where He wanted Peter to go. But Peter had a choice. And that choice was the very last point I just said was he had to go and launch out. I wonder today who's willing with me to become a disciple of Jesus. Isn't that what church is all about? Isn't that what being a Christian is all about? We say the name Christian, Christ-like. Christian. But do we really mean it? Or are we too content in the boat on the shore because we've worked a whole, whole lot without God. We've lived life without God long enough, I think. And I think it's so amazing that whenever God gets on board, we get obedient ears open. And we go and we launch out what happens to us. And by the way, the rest of the New Testament was what Him and the disciples did. 
Peter wouldn't have been in any of that if he would have stopped. James would have never been in any of that if he would have stopped. They wouldn't have launched out. John would have never been in any of that if they would have stopped. We have got to launch out. We don't have an option. Jesus Christ has given us everything. We must launch out. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, I thank You for the opportunity to preach to stand in Your pulpit. God, and I pray that this truth will resound in our hearts and it will help us to become true disciples of You. The question comes teaching every one of us. First of all, is the Lord on board? Is the Lord